Welcome to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. We welcome you to come and join us as we explore the Word of God to open up new levels of glory for every believer to come in closer to the Father. Join Apostle Calvin as he shares the Word of God as the Lord Jesus has revealed it unto him to share with the body of Christ. Calvin Brown of Christ the Glorified Ministries, and welcome to another broadcast centered around the kingdom of God. Amen. Everything is centered around God's kingdom. If you have followed this ministry, you know we preach, we teach, we demonstrate the kingdom of God. It's the perspective that you need to live a vibrant Christian life. Amen. So I ask a question. Why does God's standard have to be the standard in the in the earth. Amen. Why does God standard? Why does why does God's way have to be the standard in this earth? Amen. Because God's way is right. God is right. God is true. Amen. And also there are those amen who are in opposition to God's way. So the whole earth is messed up by people who believe that they know best other than God, amen, they know better than God, they know better than God's way, and what happens, man pursues his way, and it messes up everything, there's a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death, the man's ways are clean in his own eyes, amen, but that is is not the case, everybody believed that they are right, amen. Or there are those who set agendas who believe that they that they are right, amen. In Romans chapter one, Romans chapter one, verses twenty through twenty-two. Romans. Chapter 1, verses 20 through 22. It says, For since the creation of the world, his, that means God's invisible attributes, are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. Amen. So I just want to break down this, this passage of Scripture because it deals with creation, since creation. Amen. So you'll, you'll have to know the, the relevance, the importance of creation. It says, for the, since the creation of the world, God's Invisible attributes are clearly seen, amen. Not that you have to strain to see, but since creation, God's invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. So you ask yourself the question, how could people, understand God's invisible attributes, even, even from creation. Amen. The, in verse 21, it answers it. It says, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Amen. And so they knew God from the standpoint of a glorious state. In other words, whatever God created, God puts his glory on, amen. And as long as the thing that God created was not in rebellion against him, the glory would be intact. And so the glory represents the heaviness, the kabod, the Holy Spirit, the attributes of God are seen when the glory is on a thing. And the glory is on a thing when a thing does not rebel against God. 
And the thing does not rebel against God when the thing gives glory back to God or glorify the Lord. So it says, because although they knew God, how do they know God? In the glory. The glory shows God. So God created. In the beginning, God made, he created everything. He put his glory, even on Adam, even on Eve, he put his glory. Amen. The Bible says, what is man that thou mindful of him or the son of man that thou visitest him? Thou made him a little lower than the angels and crowned him with glory and honor. So the thing about God is that it has to conform to God's glorious state. Amen. In fact, Eve's glory was connected to Adam. Amen. Because Adam was submitted unto God, that Eve was submitted or supposed to have been submitted unto Adam so that the glory from the crown of God, the throne of God would not be interrupted, that the dominion, the authority would not be interrupted. So that glorious state, amen, Adam crowned with glory and honor. Who does the glory and the honor belong to? God. So you see how God operates. God crowned Adam with glory and honor. And as long as Adam did not rebel against God, he was operating in the glorious created state, which gave glory back to God. So he would be able to understand, to know, amen, to be taught in the glory, amen, to have knowledge of God and have to have knowledge of God's ways. Amen. Now, Eve, she had to be submitted to Adam as Adam was submitted to God to show that she was submitted unto God. Amen. For Eve was supposed to be Adam's help. Amen. And submitted. The Bible says that the wife is submitted unto the husband. Not one time, not two times, not three times. Amen. Not four times, but throughout the Bible, the Bible says that the woman's head is supposed to be covered, amen. So she is supposed to be covered by that spiritual authority, amen. So we don't get off on a tangent. I'll deal with husband and wife right now. So the wife is submitted unto the husband, amen. And the Bible declares that Husbands and wife become one flesh as the wife is submitted unto the husband. And so then the children are submitted unto that marriage couple. Amen. In all seriousness and all gravity. And so that spiritual state or that glorious state continues. What is the glorious state? Where God commands the blessing. Amen. Psalms 133. It is where God blesses. Amen. He looks at a thing. If the thing is covered in his glory, radiating the glory of God, giving glory back to God, operating in the purpose of God, which gives God the glory. Amen. God created everything for his pleasure, for his glory. So as everything is operating with a glorious covering, Amen. Giving the glory back to God, not rebelling, then they know God. But if you rebel, you don't know God. Amen. If you rebel, the glory de departs. When Adam sinned, amen, Eve sinned, the glory departed. Their eyes were open only to the natural. They did not know God. They were afraid of God. So God made man to be one with him, not to be separated from him, to fellowship with him. And yet when they sinned, the glory departed and they did not know as they ought to know. So the glory humbles you. Amen. Though you are carrying the glory, you're not boasting on yourself. Amen. And so that's how the thing works from creation. Amen. His invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead. And so in the glory, you know God is God. And you understand that God is three in one. And the, 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 the power of the Godhead is just that. Three in one, though there are three, that's the Godhead model, they operate as one. 
The Bible says, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, that God is the head of Jesus. And the Bible declares that the Holy Spirit does not speak of his own or his own accord. And so the Holy Spirit supports Jesus and the Father declares Jesus and the Father in submission, so to speak. Amen. Though the Holy Spirit is God, the Holy Spirit is operating to support the Godhead. And so that's why Jesus says that you cannot blaspheme, you cannot receive forgiveness for blaspheming the Holy Spirit because it's the Holy Spirit is the one that reveals and declares, amen, that God is God. The Holy Spirit is the one, is the spirit of repentance. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of, of revival, amen. So the mind of everything that God created and put his glory on would know instinctively to give God the glory. So everything that God puts glory on, that thing because of the glory would know to give God glory and not to rebel. So in the glory, you have knowledge of God. The, the, the truth Amen. You would operate according to the truth. Amen. That God is justified in his sayings. Amen. That God overcomes when someone puts an accusation against God. God always wins. Amen. The Bible says that there is no wisdom which can resist God. There is no wisdom which can withstand the Lord. Amen. So it's all about sons of glory. We could say sons and daughters of glory. The Bible says Jesus is the captain of our salvation. He brings many sons to glory. Amen. What is that? The, the created state. Amen. That, that state where God puts his, his glory on, where you know how you're supposed to act. Jesus would rebuke the disciples, amen, because they did not know how to act, amen, as if they were, were covered by glory, amen. You're supposed to act a certain way in the glory. So when the storms and the winds and the waves become boisterous, and they said, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Jesus, after he rebuked the winds and the waves, he rebuked. The disciples, why didn't you have any faith? You don't know how to act. You act like you don't have any glory. You have no knowledge of the glory. So the creative state is one where God put the glory on you. And so you're always getting back to that creative state. You're born again. You're born from above. The Bible says you've grown within yourself. Not, the Bible says, that you would be unclothed, but that you would be covered in the glory. You want that glorious body, amen, that Jesus operated in after he was resurrected, amen. And so there should be a yearning in you for the glory. What's that? The original state, the blessed state where God commands his blessing. In the glorious state, there will be unity, amen, because you know right, amen. Again, let's, let's read that scripture. In Romans chapter 1, verses 20 through 22. For since the creation of the world. So since creation, God's invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power, and Godhead so that they are without excuse. So everything that God created has a mind. Everything that God's created has a voice. <laughs> Amen. Everything that God created can comply with God. And everything that God created, if it rebels, does not comply with God. So the moment that they do not comply with God, then the glory departs. When the glory departs, now you don't know as you ought to know. Because the glory reveals God as he is, and the glory reveals you as you are. And so the Bible says we seek. We seek the glory and immortality. Amen. And so it's, it, is, it is like a, a compass. It's like the North Star. Amen. While we are at home 
in the body absent from the Lord. We would rather be absent from the body to be at home with the Lord. We do not allow our body to separate us from the Lord. Amen. And so we are groaning within ourselves. Amen. For the glory. Amen. And so the whole earth is groaning also for the manifestations of the sons of God, the sons of glory. So if you could just get to the glory, how do you get to the glory? By glorifying the Lord. In other words, you're made for purpose. Your purpose is supposed to glorify the Lord. And so how do we get there? Praise and worship, giving God the glory. We would find our purpose. We would see the North Star, as it were. We would get on our journey, that direction, amen, as we seek after glory and immortality, God's glory, amen, and, and immortality. We want to live forever with God, amen. So the Bible says that they became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. And so that's that's the problem. <laughs> Amen. People think that they know. So they profess themselves to be wise without the glory, without giving God the glory. <laughs> Amen. And so the glory departs because you're not operating in that glorious state which gives God the glory, the purpose for which God has called you. So praise and worship, amen, will help you get into that purpose to see the vision and the glory, amen. So when Paul was blinded, Saul of Tarsus was blinded by the glory, then he was getting right according to the calling and the purpose in his life. He began to see. God had to blind him in the natural. It was the opposite of Adam and Eve. When they ate of the forbidden fruit, their eyes became open. They knew that they were naked and they sought to be covered by the earth. Fig leaves, amen, was not able to cover them because it was not glorious. It was not of God. God covers with himself, amen. God causes his glory to be upon the thing that is yielded unto him that is not rebelling against him. That's why the Bible says, humble yourself in the mighty hand of God, that he will exalt you in due time. That the Lord will put glory on your life when you are not trying to be something of yourself. You humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Now you're fit for the glory. And now that glory begins to radiate back to God. And you're getting back to that creative state, amen, not separated from God in the ability to know, amen, to know. Saul of Tarsus says, what do you want me to do, Lord? He called him Lord. In the glory, you begin to know, amen. And so that's why the Bible says that the invisible attributes of God, even the Godhead, are clearly seen by the things that God created, amen, unless they rebel against the Lord, then the glory departs. Then you don't know as you ought to know. And now you're operating not according to the knowledge of God, but the knowledge of the world. Amen. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the spirit of the world. Amen. Which puffs up. Such knowledge puffs up. Amen. And so the more you say that you know, the more that you don't know. Because you're not submitted to the will of God. You're not radiating with the glory of God. You're not a son or daughter of glory. Amen. And so that's, the Bible says that it is, it is the glory, amen, that causes you to be in divine order. Amen. We could say that it is the Holy Spirit that brings divine order. But the divine order that the Holy Spirit brings is that you would be aligned with the word of God, amen, and that you would be a carrier, carrier of the glory of God, amen. So Colossians chapter 3, we're going to try to speed it up, amen. I, I preach, I teach with a lot of scripture so that you can know, amen, as you ought to know, I, I try to give as much scripture so that you can know according 
according to the truth. Amen. Colossians chapter 3, verse 3 and 4. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in the glory. Amen. And so the life that you live, the Bible says, we live by the faith of the Son of God. The life that you live is actually that calling and that life of Jesus in you. So your life is actually Jesus' life in you. Amen. And so the Lord activates you for life. Amen. That before you find the Lord, the Bible says you were asleep. Many were dead. God says, I will call my people out of the graves wherewith they were buried. Amen. You were in the world. You were dead. Amen. You were asleep. Amen. And so God, this is, this is what I'm trying to say, that salvation is more than you, more than you know. Amen. The Bible says, when Christ who is our life shall appear, talking about the glory, when Christ who is our life shall appear, then we shall appear with him in the glory. So the glory returns on Jesus. We are in Jesus. Amen. And so now that creative state, amen, is seen as we are found in Jesus, as our life is found in Jesus. So the manifestation of Jesus in our life produces the image of Jesus, the results of Jesus. Amen. And so even those who rejoice in the passage of Scripture, for instance, as a, as a teacher and a preacher, amen, I deal with people's hearts. And so when a, a preacher preaches, you know, something like professing themselves to be wise, they became fool. People say, amen. They sure did profess themselves to be wise and became fools. And, and they don't see that the very thing that God was trying to grab their hearts, anything which is short of the glory, the Bible says, anything which is short of the glory, even that the Lord will reveal. And so you're living your life, some parts are short of, of the glory. Anything short of the glory, the Lord will reveal, if you would allow the Lord to reveal. Amen. Because God is a God of revelation. You know him through revelation knowledge. Amen. And so Romans chapter 10. The book of Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. Romans chapter 10 verse 17. It says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. So faith, just break it down, meditate, think faith. Your faith comes by hearing. Amen. So you got to hear and the ability to hear by the word of God. So hearing the word of God and the ability to hear both comes by the word of God. And so your knowledge of a thing produces an image. Amen. So your knowledge, your knowledge of salvation is in accordance to the word that you know about salvation. Amen. So that's why we have all these different images of what salvation is. Because according to the word, according to the truth, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And so your knowledge of salvation is in accordance to you hearing the word about salvation. Amen. And so your image could be Incomplete. Amen. Your image of salvation could be incomplete. Amen. That you may reject, you know, holiness. You may reject sanctification. Amen. You, you may reject consecration. That may be the subject of mockery even from the pulpit. Talking about sanctified folks and, and the preacher strutting like sanctified woman wearing a dress with, with the head bobbing and you're doing all like that and the whole congregation is laughing about a thing that God says is a reality. Amen. That God has sanctified unto himself, the Bible says, those who are godly. Amen. And you cannot preach the gospel unless you're sanctified unto the Lord. The Bible says that. How can he preach unless he is sent, amen, to appear before Mount Zion 
Amen. All the examples of those that God had sent, that they were sanctified. Amen. Take off your shoes for the place that you are standing is holy ground. Amen. I'm going to sanctify you, then I'm going to send you. Amen. I'm going to take the world off you. I'm going to erase, amen, your former life. Amen. You are not coming to Pharaoh, amen, as a fugitive. Didn't Moses, didn't he kill a man? Amen. You're not going back as a fugitive. I will expunge that from you, amen, that you will be as one who represents the Lord with signs and wonders. Amen. So everybody's trying to preach without being sanctified, without being sent, without knowing that they are called. Amen. <clears throat> they can't put a finger that God called them unto himself. Amen. And if their name was against the plan of God, that God would change their name, even if it was a personal name between them and God. <laughs> that you belong to me. Amen. And so how beautiful are the feet of those that bring glad tidings of good things. You appear on Mount Zion. Now your feet is beautiful. What's beautiful? Glorious. Amen. It's glory that produces the beauty. Amen. God says your feet are beautiful. In other words, that, that, that glorious environment of heaven is where you appear at Mount Zion. Now your feet are glorious as you're walking in this earth. Amen. And if people don't receive, you shake the dust off your feet. You don't even want the dust, amen, of the earth where people did not receive. Amen. amen. And so you have to appear before the Lord. Amen. It is not God's fault. Amen. If a person is not set on fire. Amen. There's two categories of people. They are saved and unsaved. And amongst the saved people, there are two categories of people. Those that are set on fire by God and those that are not set on fire by God. Now, those that are not set on fire by God, it is not God's fault. <laughs> Amen. Because you have to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. Amen. And so you will either operate by the spirit or you will operate by the flesh. You will operate by that which is spiritual. Amen. The, the word of God. Amen. The dictates of God, the ways of God, the flow of the Holy Spirit or the ways of the world. You'll operate by the ways of the world. You will choose that as the best way of operating in this world. You would be wrong. Amen. And yet God has reserved the baptism of the Holy Ghost and with fire. Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3. Verse 11. John the Baptist says, I need baptize you with water unto repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Amen. Speaking of Jesus. So Jesus coming after John the Baptist, will baptize with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Amen. In Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12, verses 49 through 50. Jesus says, I came to send fire on the earth, and how I wish it was already kindled, but I have a baptism to baptize with, and how distressed am I till it is accomplished? Amen. So Jesus is referencing his death, burial, and resurrection, but also those who would come after him, that he would baptize with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Amen. And so you're, you're baptized into the Spirit, and you're baptized into the fire, like the three Hebrew boys were in the fire, amen, and it did not light on them, it did not kindle, so the fire of God will keep you from the fire of Satan, amen, the fire of the wicked one, the ability 
to, to go through tests and trials is because of the baptism of the Holy Ghost and, and with fire. Amen. So what am I trying? I'm trying to get people to understand that there's an image of salvation where you are not only saved, amen, by the baptism of water, but you are saved by the baptism of the Holy Ghost and with fire, and that does something to you, amen. The, the, the Bible says about how his winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his threshing floor. He will separate the shaft. It will be driven away by the wind. The shaft is that which is not food, that which is not good, that which is not necessary. Amen. And so the Holy Ghost and with fire will thoroughly purge those things, those fleshly things, those worldly things out of your, your life. Amen. So the fire brings enlightenment. It brings inspiration. It brings passion. So God will activate you that you're not only born again, you have to be activated. You're activated by the fire. You must be set on fire. Amen. To do the, the will of God without the encumbrances of the world, the encumbrances of the flesh, you must be set on fire. Proverbs chapter 20. Amen. Proverbs chapter 20. Verse 27. So the fire of God will enlighten you. It will spark you. Amen. It will ignite you. Amen. The spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. The spirit of the man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the of the belly. So God deals with man in his spirit. God talks to man in his spirit, but he lights a candle. Amen. The spirit of the man is the candle. It's the lamp of the Lord. So God will deal with you in your, in your belly. Amen. Where your spirit is. Amen. We're not talking about a fleshly heart. We're talking about the real you, your spirit. Amen. So God deals with you in the belly. So he enlightens you. So the fire of God, the first thing that God will do, he will enlighten you so that you can hear his voice, that you can know his word, that you can know his ways. Amen. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, chapter, verse, verse 15 through 18. Let's Verses 15 through 18. Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of his inheritance in the sight, so that the Lord will enlighten you, amen, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of Jesus' calling. I told you it is Jesus' calling in you. That, that The ministry that you have is Jesus' calling, amen. Your, your burden to serve is Jesus' calling in you, amen. And so your job is to let Jesus be free, amen. By the power of the Holy Ghost, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you to be, to be a witness. Amen. And then in Jeremiah chapter 20. Jeremiah. Chapter 20. And verse 9. This is Jeremiah speaking. He says, Then I said... 
I will not make mention of him, God, nor speak any more his name, but his word was in my heart like a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I was weary of holding it back, and I could not, amen. So that calling, amen, upon Jeremiah to speak for the Lord, the Bible says that that word of God was like fire shut up in his bones, amen. So we see the importance of the fire, amen. If it wasn't for the fire, he would try to shut it down, shut it off. But the fire would not allow him to shut it down or shut it off, amen. So you must be baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire. You must be set on fire, amen. You must be inspired, amen, by the fire, speaking by the fire, amen. You, you, you must be um, ignited. You must be sparked by the fire. You must be activated by the fire. So when you're set on fire, amen, you move with urgency, amen. You move also with the passion, the passion which is which is of the Lord. Romans chapter 10. I'm, I'm trying to get somewhere because believers, we're supposed to be doing something for God. Not our thing, but God's thing. Romans chapter 10. Let's read verses 1 through 3. Romans chapter 10, verses 1 through 3. Paul says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness have not submitted to the righteousness of God. Amen. So this is speaking of Israel, but it could be anyone who tries to um, present their own righteousness. They are not subject to the righteousness. He says they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. And so there are those who have a zeal for God, but not according to that intimate knowing. God is right. Amen. God has a life for you. God has a unique life crafted for you. It will fit in the word of God and it will fit in the body of Christ, and it will fit with others who are called of the Lord. No, no striving, amen. Remember what the Bible says, Psalms 133, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the oil, the precious oil that flowed down the head, the beard, the garments of Aaron, amen. There, the Bible says God has commanded his blessing. What is that? Speaking again about the glory. The, the body of Christ is supposed to be members, amen, carrying the glory, but subject to the glory. The oil flow down from the head. You cannot say that you're in order if you strive against the authority which God has put in place. Amen. If you're striving against the authority, how is the oil going to hit you when the oil comes down from the head? Jesus is the head and those that he set, amen, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, amen. The Bible says, firstly, apostle, that oil will flow down. The Bible says the government is upon the shoulders of Jesus. So we speak of the head. We speak of the shoulders, amen. The Bible says Jesus carries the authority on his shoulders. If you're not subject to the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, pastors, and teachers, the, the, the key, amen, of David is upon his shoulders. His authority, amen, flows down from the head, is on his shoulder. So you're in the body of Christ. You say, I rebel against the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and pastors, and teachers. And it's, it's in that order, the government of God, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. I will rebel. The minute you rebel, the glory departs. Amen. The minute that the glory departs, you're not operating according to the, the created purpose. Amen. Which gives God the glory. Amen. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to get you to a place of operating with the Lord. Past salvation, waiting to get to heaven. I'm trying to get you past that. Amen. I'm trying to get you to flow with the Lord. I'm trying to get you to fit into your calling 
and purpose and to receive the oil of God, the anointing of God to recognize the glory. And without the glory, you don't know anything. You know zero. Amen. Without the glory of God in your life. Amen. In 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. Verses 11 and 12. Amen. 1 Peter chapter 2. Verses 11 and 12. Beloved, I beg your sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against the soul, having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may, by your good works, which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. So it speaks of the day of visitation. And it says, those who observe you, as they observe you operating in the glory, that they actually give glory to God. Amen. It's like Psalms 126. It's talking about when God turned the captivity of Zion. We were like those who dreamed. Our mouths was filled with laughter and songs. And we said the Lord has done good things. And they said the Lord has done good things. The Bible talks about that when people see you, amen, they're supposed to see you operating in the glory. That's how you do the good works. That's how you do the, the, the works of God. The Bible says that if not, that God's name is blasphemed amongst the Gentiles. Amen. So Christians operating without the glory. Ministers operating without the glory. That God's name is blasphemed amongst the Gentiles. But the Gentiles are supposed to see you operating in the glory. And it's supposed to produce glory to God. Amen. So you're giving glory to God. And others watching you, they began to give glory to God. Amen. So there is, the point I'm trying to get, a day of visitation. There is a day of visitation, amen. That word visitation means to inspect, amen, as to get you ready for a military campaign, amen. So the Lord will come through and he will inspect the church. We see it in Revelations chapter two and three that Jesus inspected the churches, amen. And he would tell if they were right, if they were wrong. And the thing, if they were wrong, they would have to repent. They would have to repent of that thing. Amen. And so in the Ephesus, Ephesus was to repent. I'm, I'm just going to go through these very quickly. Amen. So in Ephesus was to repent. Smyrna, they are the one that would have to be in jail, in prison for 10 days. They did not, he did not say they have to repent. Pergamos had to repent. Thyatira had to repent. Sardis had to repent. Amen. So in Revelations chapter 3, verse 3, it says, Remember therefore how you have received and heard, hold fast and repent. Therefore, if you will not watch, I will come upon you as a thief, and you will not know what hour I will come upon you. Amen. And so they would not be ready. Amen. Jesus is giving them a day of visitation so that they would be ready. Amen. When he comes again. Amen. So a day of visitation to prepare you, you will not be prepared unless you repent. Amen. So Sardis was repent, amen. Philadelphia was, he did not say they had to repent, amen. Laodicea had to repent in verse, Revelations chapter 3 and verse 20. Revelations chapter 3. He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. Amen. And so I want you to see a thing about the day of visitation. It is, it is not to leave you in your sins. The day of visitation is not for you to feel terrible. Amen. 
that you came short of the Lord. It is to get you, in other words, that if you would make the adjustment, if you would repent, the Lord would put his glory on you. And you would be ready to not only walk with the Lord, but to run with the Lord. So Jesus is moving. Amen. Jesus is marching. Jesus is riding. It's like a military campaign. It is, it is what the Lord is doing in this earth. God uses the church to do what he is doing in this earth. What is spoken, what is prophesied, what is in, in the word. Amen. So the Lord is always moving. And so he visits the church. And so the Bible talks about how you're not supposed to miss your day of visitation. Amen. So when the Lord, in the day of visitation, he visits you, he points out, amen, what is, what is lacking it is for you to repent, to make the adjustment so that you can pick yourself up and go with Jesus. So the Lord is moving. It's a military campaign. Amen. It is, it is part of the revival. It's part of what God is doing in this earth. So when the Lord inspects, it's so that you can get your heart right, so that you can be prepared for the anointing. In other words, you get your heart right. <laughs> Amen. And so the anointing will be in you and on you. Amen. To do exploits. They that know their God shall be strong and to do exploits. Amen. So you are, you are in agreement. When you repent, you are in agreement with the Lord. You are in agreement with God's ways. Amen. 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 2. Verses 23 through 26. This is Paul telling Timothy in verse 23. But avoid foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing that they generate strife. And a servant of the Lord must not quarrel but be gentle to all, able to teach, and patient. In humility, correcting those who are in opposition, if God perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth. King James says, at the acknowledgement of the truth. And that they may come to their senses. So, so this, is, this is what I pray about all, all the time. It's, it's not that I think that I'm anything... But there is a way of God. There is a mind of Christ. Amen. There is a way, which is God's way. And there are those who are in opposition to God's way. So God has set ministers like Timothy. Timothy's subject to the Apostle Paul. He came forth by the, the prophecies of Paul and the, and the elders and the laying on of hands. So the oil flowed down. From Paul to the elders and, and to Timothy. Amen. And so Timothy is charged with keeping the church straight. Just like Paul would keep the church straight, his anointing, his oil flowed to Timothy. Okay, so you're going to have to correct those who are in opposition so that God would grant repentance at the acknowledgement of the truth. In, in opposition to themselves, amen, that if you are against that way, that flow of God, you're in opposition to yourself. You're in opposition to the man of God. You're in opposition to God. So you are deceived by Satan that it says that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, the trap of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. So they're in opposition. They believe that they know but they are opposing the man of God. And, and Paul says, don't, don't argue with them. Gently correct them with the word. Amen. Gently correct them in a way that God would grant repentance to those that are in opposition. Amen. Who are taken captive by Satan to do his, Satan's will. Amen. And so, that the body of Christ is supposed to flow. The body is supposed to be in unison, compacted together by every part, amen, joined together, being energized, so to speak, as every member does its part, amen, helping each other, amen. The, the body of Christ, the life of Christ, the spirit of Christ in the body, amen, that as we flow in unity, 
Holy Ghost. Oh, Holy Ghost. Hupa, la travis. Muniacha cacis. Pudanandra vulta. Remunta. Knowledge of unity. Brubo shatabo. Broken, broken, broken. Amen. Broken hearts. Broken promises. Broken covenant. Shandro. Truce breakers. Covenant breakers. Not knowing the covenant of the body. Hallelujah. Lord, there's a covenant of the body. Yes. Yes. There's a covenant of the body. Hallelujah. That you're not supposed to hurt the other members in the body discerning the Lord's body. Hallelujah. You are not supposed to gossip. Amen. What the Bible says, to, to envy, to strive, to murder. Amen. With your tongue. Holy Ghost, there's a covenant of the body. Just like the marriage covenant. Holy Ghost. God take, made two to be one. Not understanding that when you hurt another member, you're hurting yourself. Hallelujah. Many are sick. Hallelujah. Many die before their time. Holy Ghost. Not discerning the Lord's body. Amen. And so there is a visitation of the Lord. He visited the seven churches. Jesus visited the seven churches in Asia. Amen. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6, 17, but those that are joined unto the Lord in one spirit. Amen. Those that are joined. In other words, your spirit, amen, your heart is one with the Lord. That from the Lord's perspective, he says, don't be joined to a harlot because you became one with the flesh of that harlot. You became one. So the joining together is the, 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 the marriage covenant, so to speak. Even though you may not care nothing about that harlot, he says that you became one with that harlot. But those that are joined unto the Lord is a different type of joining or one spirit. Amen. So your heart is joined with the Lord's heart. Why am I saying that? I'm saying get it right, get it right, get it right. The Lord, the Lord visits, he visits, that he shows you what's in your heart so that you can get your heart right, so that you'll be ready for the anointing to clothe you, which is the type of the glory, the anointing, so that you can go with Jesus to be a part of this last day revival. It's a military campaign. The Lord conducts himself. As a man of war, Holy Ghost. And so it's not just to be saved. Amen. Amen. The church has to be able to repent. Amen. So that she does not miss her time of visitation. God is an inside, outside God. The oneness of the heart prepares you to run with God and to catch God's spirit according to the anointing. And so that's what I heard the Lord say. He says that the church must catch his spirit because he's moving. God is moving. Amen. God is not only walking. God is running. He is moving by his spirit swiftly. Amen. That, 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 that God is doing things quickly, swiftly. Amen. And so we have to be able to run with the Lord. You got to get the heart right. So we be clothed with the glory so that we can run with the Lord. Revivals precipitated by repentance. Amen. Nehemiah. The book of Nehemiah. Chapter 8. And verse 10. Amen. I just want you to see this quickly. It says, Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those for whom nothing is repaired. For this day is a holy, is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So this describes that they were sorrowful at first for missing, for missing the mark. Amen. But the Lord does not leave you in your sorrow. Psalms. I mean Isaiah 61. Amen. How we exchange. Amen. Garment of praise for the Spirit. With the, the, the garment of praise is 
removes the spirit of, of heaviness. Amen. And so that the oil of gladness, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. And so you're supposed to move from that place of repentance to be to put on strength by the Lord. Amen. So revival, revival is the moving of the Holy Spirit to showcase the concentration of God's truth, which is called righteousness, and to become aware of the Holy Spirit drawing you and piercing your heart to provoke a response to God's goodness. Amen. So revival, what is revival? The moving of the Holy Ghost to showcase a concentration of the truth, which is called righteousness, and to become aware of the Holy Spirit drawing you and piercing to provoke a response to God's goodness. God's visitation is an appointment in the glory. Amen. What is the visitation of the Lord? An appointment in the glory and responding to the glory by giving it back unto the Lord. The Lord will renew your strength. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Amen. Mounting up with wings as eagles. Running and not be weary. Walking and not weary. Running and not faint. Amen. That those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Shall put on strength. Amen. Able to walk. Able to run with the Lord. Amen. So God does not leave you in your broken, broken place. Amen. If I had time, amen, I would talk about Isaiah 35. Amen. Isaiah 35 verses 1 through 8. Amen. It speaks of streams in the desert. Amen. That is what revival is. Amen. Everything dry, everything parched. Amen. Everything thirsty. Amen. But, but the Lord shall come and bring the latter rains. Amen. The Lord shall come and cause the desert to spring forth quickly. There was nothing there. Now there are flowers. There's fragrances. Amen. There are, there's beauty. Holy Ghost, there's beauty. Holy Ghost. That's how you know revival. Amen. That God has made everything beautiful in its time. In this season, God has made everything beautiful. There's a beautiful version of you in the glory. God is going to get you back. God is going to get you back to the glory. But you must be submitted unto God. Submitted under the mighty hand of the Lord. Amen. Resisting the devil. And he will flee from you. Don't let the devil cheat you of your reward. Don't let the devil cheat you of your reward. God is good. Everything God has is good. His ways are just different. That's just... All I'm trying to tell you that you could be headstrong, you could be stubborn because you're not aware of the fact that God's ways are different from our ways, yet they are all good. You have to taste and see that the Lord is good. And so you have to be able to yield in the, in the day of visitation. Don't miss your time of visitation. Don't miss your day of visitation. Amen. Whatever the Lord shows you. Amen. Be open to what the Lord will show you. Because if you will accept that correction, though you bow down, you shall get up. Though you bow down, you shall get up. <laughs> Amen. And you shall be able to run with the Lord. Father, I thank you. Amen. That all of your creation, unless they reject the glory, know that you are God. Amen. It is when we reject the glory that we refuse to acknowledge you as God. Amen. That the glory causes us to be humble. Amen. Because it is God's glory. Amen. And so as we give ourselves, amen, to repentance, the Lord will renew us, refresh us. Time of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. We shall be strengthened. We shall not stay on the floor. Holy Ghost. We shall move with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> we shall run with the fire of God. We, we shall be activated. We shall be set on fire by the Lord. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name.
Thank you for listening to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. For more information, visit ChristBeGlorifiedMinistries.com and you can also follow us on Facebook under Christ Be Glorified Ministries. Thank you so much and God bless you.